welcome to the Diamonds Girlcast, a place for honest conversations that empower and support you in your faith. Hey Laura, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm having a good day today. How are you? Yeah, we're doing good. Um, great to hang out with you on Zoom again as we record episode five of series three. Um, we are looking at I am statements. So today we're thinking about I am perfectionism. Um, I think for me, this is a big topic and I'm really glad that we're getting to just, yeah, get into this topic and have a chat about it. But before we do, I wanted to ask you, Laura, um, to think back to your top five tips that you gave us last week. Thank you so much for sharing so honestly and openly about how we can all be making a difference into the world of fashion. The things we put in our bodies really matters and where we shop and where those clothes have come from matters and you gave us five things can you quickly give us a really quick um, reminder of what they were and if there's a particular one that you you do on a regular basis or something that you've been thinking about this week absolutely so my top five tips to break up with fast fashion from last week was number one have an audit of your wardrobe number two get yourself a summer and winter wardrobe putting stuff away every year number three upskill ourselves in things like sewing and mending Number four, check out the amazing second-hand options we have. And number five, think about swap shops and where they could sit in your life to break up with fast fashion in the future. For me, upskilling myself has been a lockdown journey of trying to learn how to sew. Uh, being left-handed, I feel, doesn't help that. <laughs> I don't know why, it just feels wrong. Um, so yeah, that's, that's been something I've been trying to do, refresh my wardrobe. What about oh, you? Have you? Have you taken on anything from last week's challenge? Yeah, so I can't do it right now, but I really love the idea of a swap shop. And I actually think that might be something that Diamonds might be able to do in the mm. future. So watch this space. But in the meantime, um, I've actually been checking out things like Depop app, like it's a um, secondhand um, selling app where you can buy stuff. And I was looking for some clothes recently. And so I've been going on there and having a look. And by the way, there's like a whole secondhand art market out there of really good stuff that I really like. And it's also half the price. So, so a friend of mine also got me onto this and she recently bought the most amazing dungarees and they are super cool and they were made by somebody and she was selling it on there. So yeah, getting your, ha- your clothes made by somebody or um, buying them secondhand has challenged me. And it's funny, I was thinking about this more. Like we would do that, right? If I was going to a wedding or something, I might ask a friend to borrow the dress. Yeah. And often before, that would have been because I didn't want to splash out on some big cash dress. But why, why do it just for that? Like, why not just do it? Because it means that I'm then not buying something maybe from yeah. a fast fashion shop. Actually, I could just borrow somebody else's. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really got me thinking. So really appreciate all the stuff that you, you brought to that. However, it does sort of link into this week's, week's um, chat on perfectionism. I'm just going to name the fact that we're obviously recording this in lockdown still. And yeah, perfectionism is interesting. And I wonder, it's also come under the microscope a little bit with things like lockdown. So I wanted to do the laziness challenge with you, Laura. And I want to ask you, (laughs) when did you do this last? Okay. Oh no. And guys who are listening, you can play this along with a friend. So Laura, when was the last time you showered? Oh, this is bad because I'm trying to do the whole not wash your hair that often. So this is for me, day three of not having a shower. So I'm going to have to have one tonight because that's not that bad. Oh, I don't know, but like, well, three full days because I shower in the evenings. So that is like three sleeps and three days, which feels quite 
Maybe that's not that bad. Okay, I feel bad about that. But part of me thinks it's not that bad, but then maybe what does it say about me? Also, I can't smell <laughs> you. So maybe you're super smelly and I'm just saying, oh, it's not that bad. And you're like, no, it really is bad. Yeah, it really is bad. <laughs> um, last time I showered, I showered yesterday. So you've, you've one up to me there. I'm, sw- I'm smelling sweet. <laughs> okay, here's a good one. When was the last time you brushed your teeth? Okay, this is reminding me I haven't brushed my teeth today. And it is... <laughs> Three minutes to seven in the evening. Okay, so yeah, fail on that one. It would have been last night. Oops, 24 hours maybe. Okay, so how furry are they? Do you know what? They feel fine because I just ate an apple and I feel an apple's a natural teeth cleaner because it kind of, yeah. you know, so they're actually feeling all right. Although I do drink my coffee black, so I'm aware I need to keep up the teeth brushing because I don't want to have like stains on my teeth. Black so, teeth. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um... When was the last time that you changed your bed sheets? So I have a routine of changing my bed sheets once a month, which I don't know if that is bad <laughs> or if that is good, but it's because I like to do it straight after I've had my period. So that's what I do. Yeah, fair enough. So I'm about to do them. So that means it was a month ago, which tells <laughs> you that I'm on my period. <laughs> Isn't it funny? So bed sheets, oh, there's nothing better than getting into a bed of clean sheets. Yeah, like I don't know if that means I'm really a bit sad, but I really look forward to the days that we could change the bed because they've got little children. They kind of you know come and barf all over our bed and stuff. So yeah, I mean the opposite of that is horrible. There's also no worse feeling than coming upstairs and going, "Oh, I was meant to put on the bed sheets," and it's an empty bed at bedtime. Yes. and the sheets aren't on, and it's like no. eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, oh. yeah, nothing worse. Okay, yeah, okay. When was the last time that you ate leftovers? That was this afternoon for lunch. We had leftover, we had a bit of a random lunch. So I'm in lockdown with other people uh, in my household and we had leftovers for lunch because we had so many bits and bobs from dinners. Uh, so yeah, that was actually today, this afternoon. It was I, lo- I love a leftover dinner or lunch. Yeah. It has to be good leftovers though, let's be honest. Like, oh yeah. So we currently have leftover lasagna in our fridge. <gasps> I was just thinking one of the best leftovers is lasagna. Do you reheat yours or do you eat it cold? I do reheat mine. I have a, I've got a bit of a funny thing about foods that should be warm, eating cold. I can't do it. It's odd. I don't know where it came from, but yeah, so that's a little weird thing about me. So you don't just not shower. You also have got weird, you know, food habits. Yeah, weird See, with habits. lasagna, I, would, I wouldn't eat a cold lasagna that obviously hadn't been cooked. That'd just be weird. But you second time round leftovers, I love eating cold pasta. So I'd eat cold pizza, I'd eat cold lasagna. So actually second time round, I prefer cold lasagna over hot lasagna no no not on not there with you that's like the marmite thing again no i still i still believe i'm gonna like you know pull you over to the marmite side okay uh last one is when was the last time that you picked up all your clothes off the floor in your room okay my desk is in my room so from the vantage point I'm at, I can see at least six pieces of clothing on my floor. So, six? Yeah. Well, because when you de-dress after a day, you're wearing at least six things. So you kind of sprawl them across the floor as you get into your PJs. Um, so yeah. And I do have a puppy that likes to pull things out washing baskets. So that is, I'm using that as an excuse. That's just an excuse. <laughs> so mine's, I don't know when the last time was, Never. <laughs> Never. So this leads us nicely on to our topic today, which is thinking about perfectionism. So for me, those who know me, I like to be organized and um, yeah, like I don't like leaving things on the floor. However, I sometimes do have a clothes pile in my room 
that's like secret and nobody knows about it but um yeah isn't it funny how we we live in a culture don't we that perfectionism the perfect image whether it is what you do and how you do it whether it's how you look your friends everything is called to this perfect standard and i think when we were thinking a little bit about this episode today you know you were talking about you know with the online world what we say and how we act and what we do is there forever and it has this permanence and so it comes with this pressure that what we put out there and how we put it out there it has to be perfect and we do need to ultimately think about how we speak and what we do and we're going to think about that in an episode or two but when we think about perfectionism i think it generally comes from two things you know one is there's two responses to living in this like perfect culture that we live in right the first one is i can't live up to that standard this standard of whether it's my grades or my looks or my job or my house or my car whatever it is i just can't do this perfect standard so i'm not going to try at all it kind of comes from this idea that we don't feel good enough about ourselves and so why bother the other thing is like my value is in how good i am and my value is in how good i look so i'm going to strive 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 to be the best version of myself and some of that's not bad but it actually can become really unhealthy this idea that i'm only good enough if i like i reach perfectionism now the problem with that is at some point we are going to fail we're not going to do a perfect job because actually we're not perfect and so you know failure then ends up defining us and um, so either we're defined by not feeling good enough or we're defined by failure at not reaching the standards that the world has set us around us or we've set ourselves it's this whole idea of like not being good enough versus failure it's like which option do you want to go with and they both sound pretty rubbish um so i guess you want to think a little bit more about these two responses the not feeling good enough and the failure um I want to hand over to you, Laura, about thinking a little bit about how we can change the goals with perfectionism and what it looks like for us to start to challenge these mindsets. One of the things that I was reflecting on as you were speaking is, I think it was the first week uh, of this series that we were chatting about, you know, what do we do in lockdown? What are the things that we're picking up? And we were saying, you know, actually just pick up something and just give it a try because you were giving the example of when perfection or as we said it in the first week, when success isn't the goal, that's actually when we begin to have fun and that's actually breaks down that barrier. And I think that applies here. When perfection is taken away as the goal, when we move the goal, that's shifting what we think and how we think about God's view of us um, and of our lives. And I think that is one of the key things that we need to do with perfectionism is say perfectionism is not the goal. Maybe it's good to want to strive to do the best or to do better, but perfectionism and perfection cannot be the goal. That's really good. And I think for me, when I was thinking about this, I was really thinking about, well, how does God view perfectionism? And, you know, this idea that I'm only accepted by me having the perfect body image or me having the perfect social media or me having the perfect whatever it is. God doesn't call us to perfection. He doesn't call us to be perfect. And actually, if we live in the cycle of I have to be perfect, we actually make God redundant. Not actually physically, because ultimately God still exists, but his reason for who he is and our relationship with him is redundant. If we keep trying to choose to provide for ourselves, to, to get to where we need to go based on how good I am or my skills, we make God redundant. And I'm sure that's not necessarily how we would think about it. But let's just think of this for a reason, right? As Christians, we believe that Jesus came to this world. He was God. He was, Je he was God's son. And he lived a human life, but he was also God. He was the perfect human. 
that's why when he died on the cross, it meant so much because ultimately he was a sacrifice. The sacrifice was needed was a perfect sacrifice that none of us could attain. You know, none of us could do that. We are broken. Whether we agree with that or not, or whether we cover it up or not, we are ultimately broken. Jesus on the cross was the perfect human and um, the perfect sacrifice, you know, broken for us. And so Jesus paid the penalty of us not being perfect. And so ultimately we need to accept that and we need to accept our brokenness in, compa in comparison to God. When we strive for perfectionism, we're actually telling God that A, he is redundant, but B, that we're somehow on level with him, that we're as good as God. God is perfect and we are not, we are human. Um, and in that way, we really just think about how we accept his love for us and the fact that he accepts us as broken people. And from that place of acceptance, um, in God, we then can live our best lives following him. But it's not our best lives striving to perfection. It's our best lives following him, recognizing, accepting that we are broken people. And in that, God makes us whole. If we spend our whole time striving to be perfect, then we don't allow God to have space in our lives. And what's the point? If we're ultimately made in God's image, we're made for a relationship with him. But we either try to play God by being perfect, or we try to tell him that he's somehow not important to us because we can do it on our own. We actually misinterpret the whole reason of why God came to save us. And I know that sounds a bit harsh, but actually that's what it boils down to. So I wanted us to get personal, Laura, just for a second. Um, I've already said perfectionism for me is something that I've struggled with. But for you, the pressure of being perfect, where has that crept, to, crept into in your life? Can you think of an example? Yeah, I think for me, um, living part of my life online and on a really open and quite big platform on social media it I think I'm tempted to only ever speak out when I know exactly what I want to say and it has to be perfect and sometimes that crushes some of my creativeness that God has given me because um, I'm worried about not being perfect um, and so I think that in the online sphere of being perfect and looking perfect and looking like I have a perfect life um, and I'm saying the right things, that's a massive pressure. And sometimes I think the pressure to have a per perfect looking life or a perfect looking thing tips me into the sphere of being false and actually portraying something that's not perfect. But um, I think that's been a big a big place I've been tempted to to have that perfectionism almost take over to being fake and false yeah I think for me we talked about, about this a little bit before but you know your experiences really shape us and for me I think I experienced um some negativity when I was a teenager particularly around my ability to do stuff and that really shaped me. And I had two responses, I guess. I probably went with the second response that we outlined at the beginning, that I'm going to be perfect so nobody can put me down. I'm going to be perfect so nobody can say anything bad about me. So whether that was how I looked or whether it was what I did, I, I strived for perfection. Um, and it came from an insecurity of not accepting that in God I'm good enough. Um, and so that sometimes still creeps into my life. You know, if I'm trying to do something new, even with this podcast, the standards I set myself to begin with were unrealistic. And mm. I, I need to learn to be kind. And I sometimes have to do some self-talk. Flash, my friends kind of call me up on Ingo Bridget. <laughs> you need to put down perfectionism again. Um, but it does creep in. And I think it's not to, you know, make myself feel guilty about that. But it's to go, when does it creep in? When is it likely to creep in? And what can I do about it? 
I'm going to hand over to you, Laura. You've got some practical tips for us. Yeah, I think giving those example, um, yeah, really helps us think about that. So I love this using where, what and how uh, to kind of frame how we're going to work through this and how we can live in God's freedom, the stuff that you were talking about, living in that freedom and getting the balance right. So it's practical to think about where, where are you tempted to put on that perfectionism? Is it at work? Is it with family, friends, at school or at church? And uh, we've shared some examples of that. What does that look like? What are the behaviours that we need to change, the way that we need to implement this on ourselves? And how? How do we learn to step away from this perfectionism pressure? Number one, reminding. Reminding ourselves that God accepts us not based on how good we are. Thinking back, it's not how we look. It's not about these things. It's not about how perfect we are. God accepts us for us and for who we are and he loves us unconditionally for that. And secondly, it's about rewording, rewording our own narrative. What we say, how we say it, how we say it um, over ourselves, about ourselves. And it's about changing that narrative that is really going to battle with perfectionism that is inside all of us. Thanks so much. Those are really, really good. Um, you know, where, what, how, and particularly the kind of reminding ourselves of God's truth and rewording our narrative as a result. So this week, guys, as you're maybe tempted to perfectionism, maybe a little bit like me, um, remember that and to think about actually when you're tempted to do that, what does it look like for you to walk out something different? Guys, we hope this episode has inspired you um, and challenged you and we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Diamond Girlcast. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, why not visit our website www.diamondscotland.org.uk for more information or connect with us further over on our social media platforms. We would love to hear from you. 